What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It's August 16th, 2022. I'm Trey Crowder, and that back again, Mark Ag. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? Good to be back, man. Uh, sorry to miss last week, but I listened to you, and uh, thanks, buddy, for taking yeah, care no of the show problem. Did you, you, uh, you have a good time DJing? That's what we told everybody you were DJing. And we talked about you with, like, you know, the headphones on and morosely uh, dropping the bass and stuff like that. It was it was great fun. So, do you have no, yeah, the hot? <laughs> <laughs> we taped, we did have a DJ. It wasn't me, but I just, uh, I edited together a video package and press stop and start in the video package is essentially what I do during the show. So, it's sort of like producer Matt, you know, in the ones and twos, yeah. uh, keeping the show moving. No, but it was good. We're only in New York like 48 hours. There's nothing but work and drinking and ate some good Chinese food. Um, my wife went with me. She saw some friends and had a good time. So that was cool. Uh, oh, happy birthday to my wife. Her birthday is Monday. So I got to figure All out right. what to do for happy that. Happy birthday. You got, a, you got big plans or a big present in mind? You Like, I'm no good at any of that ever. I think she wants to drive out to a vineyard for like a night or something to All get right. wine drunk and relax. I don't know. Well, you we'll can see. handle that. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing too hard. Uh, before we get to the show, man, I wanted to talk about a couple of things I read this week that uh, infuriated me. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's what we do uh, here. Uh, loosely, maybe we should just call it the banter thing. I was thinking we just call it uh, uh, things I read this week that are going to turn me into the Joker. Um, <laughs> first one, you know, that we're going to talk about the, uh, the Biden signed the IRA today, mm-hmm. Inflation Reduction Act, which is a funny name for it. We talked about it like a couple weeks ago. But the... Um, the climate that we're going to talk about healthcare stuff, but the uh, uh, the environmental stuff. Republicans are apparently mad at oil lobbyists for not going hard enough against the bill. Uh, <laughs> you should be doing more to kill this planet. Big oil. Yes. It's funny to be mad and, at big oil for not doing enough to uh, rape and murder the planet in due fashion. Your own your own donors, who you ostensibly see yourself as working for, are not mad about this bill, but you're mad at your donors for not being mad about it because it's a good bill. And I think energy companies are pivoting to green stuff anyway because they right. see the writing on the wall. Yeah, right. They, the yeah, they'll have to eventually, and they still want to make money. So what are they supposed yeah. to do? But as we talked about before, like it used to be, like, I can see at least see, like I disagree with it, at least understand the free market logic where you don't want the government interfering in markets to prop up green energy. But now green energy and green energy is more profitable and more efficient. So consumers can get cheaper energy. Employers and employees can get better jobs working for solar farms and companies can make more money because they're laying out fewer costs to extract resources. And the Republicans are like, no, we just love oil because right. it fucking destroys the planet. Right. So no, it's you're right. Even, it's weird that like the people you think of as their puppet masters, the, if they mm-hmm. don't care, then why do the, you know, the Republican politicians still care? <laughs> because they've apparently evolved to have an ideological commitment to oil against all other concerns. Um, Including the big thing, oil's concerns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they've, I've seen a bunch of stories pop up. I hope they pop up in campaign ads about like uh, former coal workers in West Virginia who are excited to get jobs working on like wind and solar farms and stuff. Um, they're like, there are these places are already going into getting set up because of uh, stuff anticipated. Like, that's good. It's good to get people better jobs. It's better than learn to code. Yeah. <laughs> As a fucking thing to tell a 50, uh, like a 45 year old former uh, coal miner. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking about fucking over workers, uh, I saw this story in the New York Times, which absolutely drove me insane. It said the rise of the worker productivity score. Employers are coming up with different ways to track, you know, like how much you talk to your coworkers and how much health and you spend going to the bathroom. And including this one, 
this woman is employed at like a hospice center or like a hospital as like a chaplain to, to talk to dying patients about their fucking, uh, <laughs> about their feelings about death. And she has to justify her job with metrics. Um, Rever- Reverend Margot Richardson in Minneapolis, uh, she's a hospice chaplain, y'all's right. So her employer started requiring her to accrue what it called productivity points. And it, like, so a visit to a dying person is only one point. Participating in your funeral is one and three quarters points. A phone call grieving relatives is one quarter point. So dealing with the actual dying person gets you like 40% less points than going to the person's funeral after they're fucking dead. Right. I don't know who does, who devised these metrics, but these are all things that are stupid because like well, there's lots of stuff you, you that can't be quantified at your job. You know, like thinking, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, thinking, writing stuff down on like uh, an actual piece of paper, reading stuff that's written on an actual piece of paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and also like this lady, I feel like it's like sort of incentivizing her to hustle these people along off the mortal coil. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I get more points after you're dead. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> looking at the clock, like I need that funeral, or I'm not going to hit my quota this month and yeah. get my bonus. So let's wrap mm-hmm. it up, Agnes. What are you doing here? I also wonder yeah. if she can go to a funeral and call a family member while at the funeral and kind of double down, you know, double up mm-hmm. on her points on her points yeah. for that event. You got to game the system somehow, Mark. Yeah, uh, like, like I, I sometimes I solve a work problem. Like I, like ah, I can't figure this out, and I go walk my dog and I figure it out. Like how does that factor into my worker productivity score? But like people, <laughs> of course, people are different ways to hack this shit. Uh, so pe- people are hacking, buying devices that jiggle their mouses. Yeah. <laughs> so if you could, so you can get paid for not doing your job, but for jiggling your mouse because that'll drop your worker productivity score. Whereas a person who's thinking about how to solve a problem gets no credit for solving it. So this is a. Uh, this is just—it's—it's it's not accomplishing anything. It's just being fascist no. for the pure, for the sake of being well, fascist. Well, it's also like it's just so inherently demeaning and disrespectful because it just like you could not be sending a clearer message to your employees like, hey, we in no way trust you at all to do your job. We have no faith in your capacity to perform this work. So we're going to, you know, micromanage you down to the most minute details just to ensure that you're actually doing shit. Whereas to me, it always felt like there's going to be shit that needs to get done. If the shit gets done, why give a fuck about any of the rest of it? Like if they get the stuff done, who cares if they also dicked off on Reddit for a little while or whatnot? Yeah, it's like because it's not just we don't trust the employee to do their job. It's, I don't trust myself as your supervisor to judge your work performance. I have to, I'm going to hand out bonuses based upon how many times your mouse jiggles. So that's a, how do the supervisors do they get a point for like stopping by a cubicle? You know what I mean, and making the employee feel bad. You know how? <laughs> yeah. where do their metrics come in. Yeah, you, only, you, you sorry, Bob. You're not getting promoted because you only said hard, working hard or hardly working seven times this week, and you barely <laughs> yeah. sniffed any intern's hair. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> uh, so this, uh, lastly, this thing, the last thing that I read that infuriated a lot, read lots of stuff that infuriated me, you know, because I'm me. But um, so Nebraska cops uh, arrested this girl. She's now 18, but she got in a, she did that at home abortion. She was 17. And they found this out because they suspected her for having an abortion and they went to her and she showed them some proof on her phone that, no, I was just talking about having a miscarriage. And they go, oh, there might be more stuff on her phone. So they subpoenaed Facebook and got her private messages to her mom and her and her mom both get arrested and they're charging this girl as an adult um, for doing an at-home abortion with some stuff they got on the Internet. 
Uh, anyway, so everybody fucking take your shit offline and don't send fake. I, I don't, I don't know why this, this girl's communicating through her mom through Facebook messages, but that's her, another way that Roe is a privacy bill, like right. whatever their family dynamic is, whatever custody disputes with their father, it's none of the newspaper's fucking business. No, no, we shouldn't know any of this shit. So I hate every, every aspect of this. Um, but did you say yeah. she's so like, she's being charged with multiple felonies now under those laws? This, uh, yeah. Because she was a barely 18 year old. Yeah, she was at 26 weeks in Nebraska's laws, 20 weeks, which, by the way, would, was the stand their standard before Dobbs. So this is this would have this case was already in motion before the Dobbs decision. So it would have sucked anyway, which is why we need a national right to abortion law. Um, yeah. So anyway, this is they're really coming. They're really going for it, man. Uh, I can't imagine what a cop thinks he's doing in his day to day trying to enforce this shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I'm sure we'll get to some dumbasses. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure we'll get to plenty of other shit that'll piss us off. But producer Matt is with us. This is Weekly Skews. I want to remind you, of course, a couple quick things. Number one, if you would like to see me perform live, you can go to TreyCrowder.com, look at the dates, get some tickets. I'm on a solo tour right now. We're in the process of adding new dates, including some well-read dates, getting the band back together as well. So keep your eyes peeled. TreyCrowder.com, come and see me. Number two, if you enjoy this program and would like to show your support, you can do so by signing up on Patreon. $5 a month, get you full-length bonus episodes like the one we're going to record later this week. we got some fun stuff in store. We hope you'll consider it. Go to weeklyskews.com slash more or go on Patreon and just search my name. You'll find it either way. Sign up. Get some more skews in your life. Okay, as for the show tonight, Biden did sign the IRA into law. We're still so blown away that the government is doing a thing. We're going to talk about it some more, in particular the part where Republicans fucked over millions of Americans with diabetes to own the libs. You know, if I didn't know any better, I'd be thinking that they don't care about people. It's weird. Anyway, we'll get to it a little bit later, but first, of course, the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's DD, all of us for not applying Occam's razor to the question of why Trump had all those classified documents. Let's let John Bolton explain. Give me a sense of where you think the truth lies with respect to Trump's intelligence, carelessness, and the degree to which he might have brought motive to bear on taking these documents out of the White House and keeping them for this long at Mar-a-Lago. Well, I, I don't I, I it's very hard to speculate on motive other than that. He liked cool things. He saw things that he so he wanted to take them and he was pretty much able to take them. Uh, uh, and, and not just on classified information matters, on all kinds of things that crossed his desk. Some days he liked to eat a lot of French fries. Some days he took classified documents. He wanted them. Why did he want them? Because he could get them. Yeah. I'm a nuclear secrets are pretty cool, Mark. It's hard to argue with that. You know, why even be the president if you can't do cool shit like abscond with the, the nuclear codes and whatever else he had in there? But I like that French fries line. Listen, some days he hammers French fries, other days he takes classified documents it's just kind of what yeah. you get with this guy yeah i like that we at least we've uh, taken john bolton out of the field of trying to start stupid wars and have employed him in the field of showing up on cable news three times a week to call donald trump a, a fat dumbass so that, that that hits for me <laughs> but, yeah, like it just shows up dressed like a cartoon at like a like a like a rich asshole in a looney tunes cartoon from 1960 <laughs> with his stupid mustache and just like absolutely like a, like just insults for a president, it fucking rules. But the uh, so 
I wasn't like you guys talked about the raid last week, and we fall into this trap about talking about Trump crime stuff, about how smart he actually is. None of these things are very difficult to pull off. Like, I don't know whether he took it just because, like, the first thing that popped in my head was this. He just wanted to look cool. And what's cool than bringing in the clientele of Mar-a-Lago, who are, you know, uh, used boat salesmen and dentists who got rich selling laughing gas out of the back of their office and fucking, like, <laughs> guys who got divorced six times and shit. They'd be like, look, yeah. here's, a, here's, here's, a, here's a transcript of a phone call France made to the president of North Korea. We got a hold of that shit. I'm fucking cool, right? So that, that could absolutely be it. Um, also, if he was like took nuclear reactor designs to sell to Saudi Arabia, that would make sense too. But like, it's like, oh, you think Trump's doing high level, uh, you know, uh, espionage shit? It's like, no, I don't think it's complicated to call up Mohammed bin Salman and be like, hey, you want to buy nuclear instructions? Right. <laughs> like, I don't think it's, it's not. It's not. It's not a high level scan. He could be doing fucking anything. I don't put well, anything past the guy. They've been uh, bending over backwards trying to, you know, get to the bottom of this whole thing, and their uh, their proposed uh, explanations so far have been pretty comical. And there's been a lot of them, you know, like uh, early on, they were uh, Jonathan Turley, a Republican, said the question is why would a, a subpoena not suffice, particularly when the subject is not at the location. Instead, they had to use a raid, but you know, he was subpoenaed, so that probably he was subpoenaed, and it evidently did not suffice. So I would imagine that that explains that. Representative Mike Turner speculated the FBI raided his residence simply because basically he checked out books too long from the archivist. So he just had like some overdue library books that he didn't take back, Mark. Um, people have also speculated that the FBI, in fact, planted the evidence in Mar-a-Lago. Um, and of course, we all know that it's a conspiracy that's the deep state FBI, the liberal Liberal FBI headed up by uber progressive Christopher Ray, a uh, mm -hmm. member of the Federalist Society, was appointed by Donald Trump. That guy, yeah, so liberal, he's infected all of the FBI with his commie schemes, and that's why they came after Trump. Um, mm -hmm. Also, concerns about Barack Obama. Where's he at in this whole thing? Why didn't the FBI raid Barack Obama's house? Did anybody ever ask that? Uh, Dana Perino on Fox News said, you know, short of the nuclear codes being on these documents, I really don't understand how they could warrant something like this. But, you know, turns out evidently the nuclear codes were on those documents. So <laughs> that prompted them to say yeah. that clearly that means it's all a lie, you know, because or it's like the it said, OK, if Trump really had the most sensitive nuclear secrets. Why did it take them a year and a half to go get it? Huh? What's next? You're going to tell us the nuclear missiles are under his bed? And then lastly, there's an idea that perhaps this is all bullshit because Trump could have declassified the material just by using his brain. Quote, there's a rich debate about whether or not a document is declassified if the president has decided but not communicated it outside of his own head. So... Yeah, I mean, nobody knows what he has or when it got declassified or reclassified or whether Biden reclassified it after or whether he never declassified it because he forgot to or whether or whether he just like it, it doesn't like the order of events here is the FBI subpoenaed shit to get it back. He gave a bunch of it back. His lawyer signed documents saying that they gave it all back. Then they subpoenaed security footage that showed they didn't give it all back. So he had lied. Like, it, 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 it's it's all fun. It, it, it's such dumb. Like, God, they make the whole country fucking dumber. It's like it, it, yeah. if. If stealing a bunch of government documents is fine now, then can Edward Snowden come home? 
Uh, right. Whatever Snowden did, I'm agnostic on it because we don't know what he took. Like, we'll never know all. Like, the government only announced, like, they only released a very small percentage of it, and the government only outlined a, a, a less small percentage of it. So, like, whatever he to China or Russia or in his home pocket or the trash can, I don't fucking know. But, like, Reality Winner, she spent years in prison for just leaking to the intercept that Russia tried to hack election machines. Um, and, and that should be public knowledge that she leaked something that should be public was classified. And she spent years in prison for it. So what are we doing? <laughs> well, you know, I saw a tweet from Rand Paul where he said something like it's time we got rid of the espionage act or something like it's like basically uh-huh. being like, well, okay, if Trump did some espionage, then clearly what we need to do is make espionage legal. Now espionage hits for Republicans yeah. uh, because Trump does it and everything he does hits for them. Evidently. Yeah. I mean, like at a different time, I might agree with Rand Paul and about a different case or whatever. But like, because like the government does use overly broad laws about public information to crack down on whistleblowers and reporters, like like the aforementioned reality winner, right? So like, but this isn't that. Right. Trump didn't do this in the public interest. At least Edward Snowden has a public argument that they did this for the good of the republic. Yeah. So the public, the public needs to know they're being spied on. Again, I don't really care. I, I don't know enough about it to like get into it. But like, Trump didn't do. Whatever he did, he didn't play. He didn't make it public. There's no whistleblowing aspect here, and at, yeah, um, all the stuff that's been happening. So Trump, a bunch of armed lunatics showed up at the Phoenix FBI office. I think the the, the Cincinnati shooting app happened after y'all's episode last week. So I don't think yeah. y'all talked about it. But, it but a guy tried to use a nail gun to break the bulletproof glass at the fucking Cincinnati FBI. Well, hey, they don't call it nail proof glass, Mark. All right. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Like I got yeah. all these bullets, but what am I going to do? Use nails. That'll get it. Yeah. Done. So this, uh, this whole incident that we know about, um, they, they Trump sent a letter and sent a message to Garland. It was like, we need to turn the temperature down, which is basically like, you know, nice country you have. Be ashamed if something happened to it. Exactly. Like, if, you, if you make a deal with me, I'll tell my supporters to calm down. But if not, fuck off. Um, and I'm, I'm glad for one, they're not taking that deal because we we got to rip this Band-Aid off and get through this fucking moment and get it over with. Because and you, you got to like, if the Republic's going to burn down one way or the other, you might as well at least try to save it by having some institutional integrity. Sure. <laughs> you know? It's worth a uh, shot, you would think. Yeah. So, but one one problem Trump has is lawyers absolutely fucking suck. Like these lawyers might be worse than his impeachment lawyers, and they all hate each other. It's not even clear whether he has a criminal defense or whether anyone's done any goop. One there was some a story last night about one of Trump's lawyers reached out to a reporter to ask them how they thought well, what they thought was going to happen next. It's like, buddy, you're the lawyer, right? <laughs> they're, they're, you're the reporter's source, not the other way around. Well, I can't um, believe that the guy who specializes in throwing people under the bus and also demands sycophants at every turn is having trouble keeping actually good and competent people in these positions, you know? Weird. Yeah. It's a good lawyer's job to tell you shit you don't want to hear, right? Right, so and he hates he, that. <laughs> yeah. So one one Trump lawyer might be seen on TV a lot. Her name's Alina Haba. Haba? Haba. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, but I'm going to call her Haba. Um, she, she's a New Jersey lawyer who just does, like, I don't know, real estate or divorce cases or whatever. And then Trump saw her on, on like one America news and thought she was cute and mm-hmm. she was enthusiastic. So he hired her to be one of his lead attorneys and she's going all over TV saying a bunch of dumb inflammatory shit. That's basically confessing to a bunch of crimes. So uh, she's killing it on the, you yeah. know, as far as Trump is concerned, <laughs> it's like she's checking all the boxes. She's super yeah. loyal. She loves him. He could picture her holding a casserole on a fifties lifestyle magazine. And she's saying uh-huh. a bunch of dumb shit on TV. I mean, 
Well, that mm-hmm. sounds like upper management material in Trump Incorporated to me. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, here's a quote from the story of the Daily Beast. Did on her. Uh, Some of the Trump lawyers think her work is so bad, so self-interested, pointlessly aggressive and sloppy. They think Hava's mere presence on the, their team increases the likelihood of Trump and his family facing court losses and legal peril. So there you go. You get what you pay for, which is nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I'm yeah. a fan after that description, if that's true. <laughs> Trey, she's around. deep state. Yeah, right. Deep yeah. State. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, secret Antifa. Why is nobody talking about that? All yeah. right. All right, moving on. Our first honorable mention for Daily Dumbass is Beto O'Rourke for not putting a sick beat on this diss track before it dropped. Might play the clip. I'm going to make sure that now 11 weeks since we lost 19 kids and their two teachers shot to death with a weapon originally designed for use in combat, legally purchased by an 18-year-old who did not try to obtain one when he was 16 or 17, but followed the law that's on the books, ladies and gentlemen, that says that you can buy not one, you can buy two or more if you want to, AR-15s, hundreds of rounds of ammunition, and take that weapon that was originally designed for use on the battlefields in Vietnam to penetrate an enemy soldier's helmet at 500 feet and knock him down dead up against kids at five feet. It may be funny to you, motherfucker, but it's not funny to me, okay? Oh, oh. Uh, so okay, man. I think like yeah. so it's worth pointing out, like we talk a lot about authenticity and like Beto seemed authentically fucking pissed right there, as mm-hmm. any human being should be. Well, um and- I feel like that's the thing, you know. That's the thing about a guy, you know, politicians, we all know how they're supposed to be and how they're supposed to talk. So for him dropping a motherfucker, you know, in anger, authenticity is like that's what you get from that. You know what I mean? It feels authentic when something like that happens because of the way that they normally act. You know, I, I wish yeah. politicians said fuck more <laughs> among among yeah. a myriad other uh, curse words. I think it would improve our, uh, yeah. I don't know if that's what a divided country needs is them deciding to cuss more, but uh, I don't know. I'd be into it. You can be authentically angry about shit that regular people are authentically angry about, about cursing, but like I would, I would want to say motherfucker in that moment. But like it, 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 in the context, like I read a think piece today about like I'm gonna be following the Dr. Oz, John Fetterman stuff, but like Oz put out like we didn't we didn't do it on dumbass because the video is actually months old and why it went viral again yesterday. But it's Oz shopping for produce in in a, uh, a, a some Pennsylvania grocery store. He gets the name of the grocery store wrong. Wegman's. For, yeah, it's Wegman's, right? And he calls it like Wegman. Wagner's or something like that. Well, he met like Regner's is the one he was in. Wegman's is another chain that's more high end, and he crossed. He mixed the two names together. Oh, okay, all right. I think is what happened. I, don't, I'm not, I haven't spent much time in Pennsylvania, so don't get don't get mad at me if I got that wrong. Uh, Granite State folk. Uh, so he, but he's buying like he bought like asparagus and guacamole, and anyway, so uh, Fetterman just. Fucking makes him look stupid and out of touch. He's talking about buying your family can't afford crudite because of Joe Biden's inflation, right? So, <laughs> but it's like the, the author is making the point that like um, when you talk about how scary Republicans are, it might not land very well because one, the other side they like being scary. They see themselves as the empire, right? Like, so, right. But everybody hates dumb, out of touch dickheads. <laughs> so it just roasts them for being clowns, like good, stupid, out of touch clowns. It might be more effective. And I think Beto tapped onto some real anger here. Yeah, this Fetterman with his vegetable vegetable tray making fun of Oz for not being able to put together a crudite. Um, but the Beto thing, 
got people clutching pearls and maybe wonder what century they're from. Um, like this NPR wrote this piece and I want to read from it. Um, <laughs> some writer from, you know, writing for women's quarterly in 1946 said, uh, work quickly spun around and pointed at the heckler and said, it may be funny to you motherfucker, but it's not funny to me. And they bleeped out motherfucker in the article. The crowd immediately began cheering and support of Rourke's snappy interjection. According to Cal Gilson, professor of political science at Southern Methodist university, O'Rourke's knee-jerk reaction shows he's passionate, which is good, but dropping an F-bomb at a room with elderly attendees and kids, not so much. Mm -hmm. Light cursing can make it seem more authentic to your supporters, but there are shades of language that are dangerous. O'Rourke may have skated right up to it and passed it. Did she not hear the people cheering? I know, right, exactly. <laughs> like, it obviously landed. It went over like gangbusters. What's the concern here? Like, who are the people that are... I could buy that argument maybe from the other side just because I think of like ultra Christian mammal types or whatever who don't like to hear that kind of language. But I just, you know, I'm sure we got a few, you know, prudish mammals on and on our team, too. But I just feel like it's, uh, you know, less of a concern generally. Yeah. I mean, I just can't give a fuck. No. <laughs> and also, I like the advice about how, like, uh, uh, you should do light cursing. It's like, yeah, because nothing – we want something more authentic is they call it, if you call it a dingus or, or do right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you hear motherfucker. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. What's it they right. say on the, the TV version of, uh, 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 of Die Hard? Yippee Kaye, Mr. Melon Farmer, I think. Like like mother, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Samuel L. Jackson snakes on planes. It's like I've had it with these Monday to Friday snakes and this melon farming plane or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, it's always fun. What the fruit is going on here? All right. Yeah. Next up, and we got we got some more dumbasses. Let's uh, we'll get through them a little more quickly because I you know I want to show some of these, especially this one. Our next honorable mention: this lady's hat for not being big enough to get her point across. <laughs> 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 I just want to talk about that. Democrats are weaponizing the FBI and it has to stop. The FBI is not here to weaponize against another president. It never has happened before. Um, they should go after things that are clearly a violation, <laughs> meaning the Hunter laptop, which they don't even have to investigate. All right. I think that's laptop. enough. We get, I, I did want to hear some of her talking because of how seriously she's talking, yes. juxtaposed with uh, the hat. And also, what accent is that? You t is that? German or something? Some northern or eastern European. I don't know. Something yeah. like that. But if you're, if you're listening to the podcast feed, she's wearing a giant foam MAGA hat. It's like <laughs> the size of the hood of a car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. I don't know if you saw the story. It's a nonstop vigil of MAGA supporters outside of Mars since, yeah. uh, since the FBI raid. And they had to hang a sign up saying there's no public bathroom access because they, they don't want these... The dirty poor is taking a shit mm -mm. in the Mar-a-Lago bathrooms, even though they're there to keep the big guy out of prison. Oh, uh, yeah, well, so that's that... gross. Can't have pores <laughs> inside that place. Trashing it all up. Keep them outside. Yeah. Where that, you know, that's where they're useful to him is outside of, you know, where he actually be. That's where he likes to keep yeah. them. Um, all right. Do you next... want to skip the segment now, or you do one more? Uh, well, if let's do... Let, let's do two more real quick. Matt, it's just going to be screen grabs, I think. I did want to talk about this one. Uh, honorable mention, babies for not knowing they can restart their moms by unplugging their umbilical cords and plugging them back in again. Kamala Harris got dealt with on Twitter <laughs> by uh, this guy when she tweeted about a woman's right to choose and bodily autonomy and then uh, a Salt Lake 
county council member named Dave Alvord let her know. He said, the baby is not part of the body of a woman. The umbilical cord and placenta do not directly connect to the woman. The baby floats inside the woman. It's not about the woman's body. It's to kill and then remove the baby's body. It's done in greater proportion to black babies, he also said at the end. They, all, they love yeah. to throw that one in there, too. Yeah, they love getting yeah. Yeah, do you know all that stuff that she grew inside of her body and with her body and all that? That act, none of that really counts as being part of a woman. Yeah, and remember that that famous like Quora question: How was Babby formed? This is like it's so fucking dumb. And he did not only did he not delete it after getting little newspaper articles written. Is is he went back on Twitter and wrote a whole thread about how actually he's right? People are missing the point. And I just want to like say. These guys' commitment to the bit is amazing. They never yeah. break kayfabe. It's like they will not learn how a woman's body works, and you can't tell them. <laughs> no, they refuse. Yeah, well, that's, no. that goes against the Lord and whatnot, I think, Mark. I'm a little yeah. rusty on the Bible, but it's dude from Utah. It's probably the Mormon Lord in particular telling him what to think. But either way, yeah, mm-hmm. he's on some dumb shit. Okay, and I also wanted to do the last one there, Matt, because I always like to feature her whenever possible. Lauren Bobert. Her neighbors for not having a Claymore mine under their mailbox. Well, apparently her whole family was just on one in the neighborhood, tearing it up. I've said it a lot before about her, but every headline seems to reaffirm it. It's like everything I hear about her sounds like like one of my white trash cousins from back in Clay County or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the she married that guy, pulled his dick out in the bowling alley. She like wrecked her car at a music festival. Like she got caught with a gun in her purse, and now this week. Her kids were raising hell in a fucking doom buggy all around the neighborhood and got the cops called so her husband showed his ass. It's just all so whiskey tango, which, hey, far be it for me to cast aspersions on people of that persuasion. But I just, you know, when yeah. you're this particular one in, in the halls of Congress, it's uh, it's noteworthy. Yeah, so the neighbor called 911 and nothing happened. We'll get to the nothing happening in part because it's, the sheriff's department seems to be in Bobert's pocket. We'll come back to that in a second. So... Evening of August 4th, um, a neighbor flagged down one of Bober's signs and asked him to stop speeding up and down the street in a dune buggy. He said, quote, he's going like 50 miles an hour and this is a residential lane. There's kids. We try to stop him. He just freaking cussed and left. It's the it, it's the Boberts, if you know who the Boberts are, a wonderful congresswoman, someone else said in the background. So her neighbors don't like her. So that tells you something about her. And, and this, by the time the second neighbor called 911, deputies still hadn't arrived. During that call, Jason Bobert reportedly began to run his second neighbor's mailbox over in a truck. So he came, he went and got his truck and came back just to run over their fucking mailbox. And that, but that's the that's that's her husband, Jason, or is this still yeah. the kid? It's yeah, the husband, right? So the husband yeah. gets involved. I'll take care of it. Go run her ass's mailbox over. How about that? These people got some balls also, you know, uh, getting in this kid's face because they know he's got a gun on him. You know, anybody that's uh-huh. ever seen pictures of Lauren Bobert's kids knows that they're strapped to the nines, even on Christmas morning, especially on Christmas morning, matter of fact. And uh, so, yeah, um, as long as nobody got shot, I guess they should count themselves lucky <laughs> dealing with those fucking lunatics. I just want to flag this for a sec uh, because we talked about it before, but there's no bigger sign of like it's the Republican Party symbol in 2022 should not be an elephant. It should be someone getting in a violent yard based dispute. <laughs> <laughs> These guys love a yard dispute. It's like it, it's something like really it's like it's like this whole promise of America. It's not just a man. Um, every every man has his own castle or whatever. It's like they, they literally it's, they're all little feudal lords and you can't fuck with their shit. Like 
asking your son not to run over their kids with a dune buggy is like, fuck you. You can't tell me what to do. I run this joint. So they call the sheriff. Sheriff sends a deputy out. Nothing happens. Even though there's a broken mailbox. Imagine that. And an underage kid drunk driving a dune buggy at excessive speeds. And the sheriff's deputy. Oh, it's just a dispute among neighbors. We left them to sell it among themselves. And uh, by the way, the sheriff is, in fact, a Bobert supporter. He does coaster campaign rallies and shit. No. So the hell you say? Sure yeah. not. Didn't mm-hmm. uh, it's been a few years ago now? But did, didn't Rand Paul get his ass whooped in a yard-based dispute? On one of his yeah, we've covered, <laughs> yeah, we've covered quite we've covered quite a few of them. I think it's probably the tenth yeah. Republican in a violent yard-based <laughs> dispute we've we've covered. Uh, there was the road rage guy. There's Rand Paul getting his ass kicked because it's something sort of argument over moving tree branches back and forth between their yards. And Rand almost died, man. He got put, he, the guy collapsed his lung shit. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah. some people you don't want to fuck with in or out of a yard, but especially in yards. But, you know, certain white trash, they get powered up by being, uh, if the fight takes place in the yard. You know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. a bu- it gives them a buff. A plus three to ass whooping if they're in the yard when it happens. <laughs> bonus, bonus points if the shirt is off or comes off, and then you know you're in yeah. trouble. Or uh, take, if you take your earrings out. You take your earrings yeah. out, take your shirt out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the segment. Pissed off, right. man. IRA, generally good, but uh, yeah. stop the Republicans so, for being shitty about it. No, so we talked a lot about the climate stuff and infrastructure stuff in there, but there's some healthcare stuff in there. Like the Medicaid, Medicare is going to negotiate some drug prices for the first time, which is we talked about before. It's a Democratic campaign promise in their platform since 2006, and they're finally partially doing it. It's good. To, it's good to partially do it. Also, medicine should be free, but we'll come. We'll get to talk about that in a different episode. Um, the this they and uh, the they, they extended Obamacare subsidies to 2025, and they were dead set to expire. And of course, Prices drastically two months before an election would have been an electoral nightmare, despite ignoring the fact that that's what's good for them about it. But also a bunch of people are going to lose their houses and shit and not be able to afford rent. So that's fucking awesome. They saved a bunch of people's lives, probably. Um, the uh, So let's get on to insulin, because one of the things that happened, this happened last weekend during the Senate's Votorama. All right. Mm-hmm. Voteramas when a bunch of fuckery happens when people negotiate different provisions. The uh, the uh, minority party tries to trap you in a bunch of messaging votes on popular shit. Uh, you know, it's basically why people hate Congress. Yeah, um, yeah, they're basically they do- in the Voterama. They're just trying to get like the other side on the record is voting against a given thing, right? So they'll just throw yeah. in some bullshit amendment that has nothing to do with the substance of the bill just to say mm-hmm. that, hey, they voted against this thing that I wanted to give you, the American people. Yeah. So one of the things that happened to lead up to, to IRA passing was the Senate parliamentarian uh, ruled that uh, a provision to cap the price of insulin that was, I guess, designated its own separate act was going to pass at the same time. Could not pass under the rec- reconciliation process because it, uh, because of budget reasons or whatever. So it had so, to pass. Well, correct, correct me if I'm wrong. This is how I understood that. You tell me if I've got it wrong. That, mm-hmm. yeah, the only reason they were able to pass this without the 60 votes or whatever is because it was done under the reconciliation process, which it mm-hmm. for any of that to work, it has to be explicitly about the budget. It has to be budget-related. And the parliamentarian mm-hmm. is a person who determines whether or not any given provision is budget-related. And I think I feel like what I read was there was – 
insulin provisions in there, one of them for like government insurance or whatever, but and then also one for uh, private insurance, just capping insulin across the board, including through private insurers or private providers. And that part was the part the parliamentarian said, hey, that's private industry. It has nothing to do with the budget, so you can't do it in the reconciliation process. But they could have had an amendment to do so, but an amendment needs 60 votes, and it got 57. 43 Republicans mm-hmm. voted against capping insulin at $35 uh, a month yeah. or a dose or however that would No, a month, I think. Anyway, and yeah. kept it kept it from happening. Is that correct? Yeah. That's how the process worked? Yeah, that's my that's my top line understanding of it. Again, I'm no Senate parliamentary uh, parliament, parliament procedure expert, but that sounds about right. Um, it got 57 votes, so seven Republicans voted for it. So what that means, 43 Republicans voted to keep insulin prohibitively expensive when people need it to live. Uh, Cinnamon did get her $14 billion private equity tax break after the Voterama, which means if you're keeping track, this is how the Senate works. It's a dumbass institution where it takes 51 votes to protect private equity from taxation, but 57 votes are enough to ensure that diabetics have affordable insulin. What I don't even really I mean, I know you could say this about so many of their things and it just comes down to like because fuck them. That's why is how the Republicans feel about a lot of this. But like mm-hmm. what is I mean, they got seven Republicans to vote with them on it, because what is the what's the thought process beside, behind, you know, saying no to this? Because it's not like you're saying we're going to pay. I'm going to use your taxes to pay for some poor, dumb motherfuckers insulin. And I think mm-hmm. it's, it's like we're just capping the amount of money that the companies can charge for it it's not about you having to pay for somebody else's so like who on earth would actually oppose that any actual constituent outside of somebody who works for big pharma you know what i mean like well why i'll I'll give you their argument and then later on we'll get to why it's worth shit all right so but their argument the typical libertarian economic argument or right-wing economic argument is that price controls lead to shortages because there's less incentive to make and sell the product and that uh, the the person the the price is going to be set by competition. So there is no competition in these in, in this field. And that uh, if you if you cut off this company's access to profit, they're not going to fund fund pull up, fund that money back into research and development. Which there is no research and development on new new insulin, at least not none that needs to be done, which we'll get to in a minute. All those things are are absolute fucking lies when it comes to this specific product. I'm not saying that price controls never create shortages. They often do. It will not. It would not happen with insulin unless you restrict the price way lower than thirty-five dollars per vial. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. But let's talk about the parliament, parliamentarian for a, for a reason. Here's the thing about the parliamentarian: the parliamentarian is employed at the will of the majority party. Nobody elected her. They could fucking fire her. Have a job interview where the one question is: Will you put this in the recon- Let us go through this, the reconciliation process with this bill and she find a person who says yeah, and then hire them. And they vote on it through the reconciliation process. And by the way, that's what Republicans did. Last time they had a problem with the parliamentarian, or one of the times they had a parliamentarian. Uh, in 2001, Trent Lott ousted the Senate parliamentarian who ruled against the GOP. Um, it was a much more fucking stupid and dumb issue. It was less big. It wasn't going to help anybody. Of course it wasn't because it was George W. Bush and Trent Lott. And they just fired, the, fired her because she was in their way and put someone else in there who'd, who'd be a yes person. Parliamentarian is a woman named, named Elizabeth Mc- Donna. Um, she did. She did use this dumb bullshit to fuck up Republicans in 2015, which is funny. When they try, one of the times they tried to get rid of the Affordable Care Act, um, she uh, wouldn't let them do it through the reconciliation process. During that, during which Senator Ted Cruz commented that McDonough should be fired or ignored. 
You can also, you don't have to fire it. You can just ignore it. You can vote to overrule a parliamentarian and just do it. <laughs> so they could have done that shit and didn't. I, I hate to focus all my ire on Democrats who did at least vote for this process. I'm just saying when we say they're not trying as hard as they could have, this is the kind of shit we're talking about. Um, I looked up some McDonough's job history. She's been uh, in the parliamentarian's office since 1999. And one of the first, one of her first jobs was she advised then Vice President Al Gore on the procedure for counting ballots following Bush v. Gore. So her entree to democratic politics was teaching Democrats how to lose by the rules. And she's still <laughs> fucking doing it. Uh, I'm not saying there's anything you could have done in January of 2001 to stop Bush from being seated, nor should you have tried. That's you know, what Trump did. I'm, I'm saying that Gore had, had been fucked by the Supreme Court and Jeb Bush and the Secretary of State lady and all that stuff. But, but it's just anyway, I thought that was a funny thing to, 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 to know. Um, so again, 40, the 43 Republicans are the big problem here. Um, I'm just showing out the Democrat because she's an unelected, unelected nobody who miserated a ton of Americans and their Democratic Party just let her do it. Uh, fucking Jody Ernst, uh, Republican senator, voted against it. I want to show this video of her in 2020 um, saying that the Senate should do this. The skyrocketing cost of prescription drugs has become a matter of life and death for so many. We've heard the heartbreaking stories of individuals who could not afford their insulin, were forced to ration and skip doses, mm -hmm. and as a result, they lost their lives. I remember quite vividly a conversation I had with an Iowa mother explaining how she lost her son, who as a young man was rationing his insulin because fuck you cut it off matt uh, to do more yeah so that's the best her argument you do something about insulin prices and then voting against this specific bill i don't know what her specific objections was she had some, some sort of specific thing that about this bill that bugged her but another th one thing to know is her own brother and sister take insulin and she voted to fuck over her own brother and sister for reasons well um, i never i can't believe mm -hmm. a republican flip-flopping and not you know saying something and doing something else and not having any principles shit is wild but it is you know of course it all checks out but it, I, that is a particularly egregious case that's why you have highlighted it but yeah has it in her own family but also has taken to the senate floor herself to argue that this exact thing should have happened and then voted against that happening when given the opportunity it's uh yeah so I'm not, I don't have a list of the seven Republicans who voted for it. I'm assuming they're people that are up for election this year. Dude, I know one of them was, I don't remember all of them either, but there were some unexpected names on there from like Josh Hawley, I'm pretty sure voted for it. I'm pretty uh -huh. sure. And that lunatic Kennedy motherfucker from Louisiana, he voted uh -huh. for it. And I was like, well, Missouri and Louisiana, those are pretty B to C states. You know what I mean? It could be like, it could be related to that. I don't know. I'm just kidding. But either way, yeah, there was, you know, there was... There were some definite assholes on there who voted for it, uh, which just highlights mm -hmm. how shitty it was to vote against it, which is still what yeah. most of the people in their party did. So three guys uh, voted against it. Republicans are up for election this year. Uh, three at least. I saw these three. Ron Johnson, Tim Scott, Marco Rubio. Rubio's fucking beatable. So was Johnson. So fucking go get him if you live in those states. Um, so how many Americans they fuck over? So about 30 million Americans. We have, I think we all know America has, uh, you know, we're, we're large people. Uh, we are like large eat, people. Uh, like to eat sweet foods. And so mm -hmm. about 30 million Americans have some form of state, some stage of diabetes. So almost 10% of Americans have fucking diabetes. Uh, yeah, about 7 million Americans. Yeah. 
about 7 million Americans require insulin daily. Uh, about a Yale, Yale study said that 14% of those insulin users, so about a million people, are spending more than 40% of their income after food and housing on insulin. That's crazy. So, yeah. So 7 million, 7 million Americans needed insulin daily. That's about 1 in 50. So basically, on average, we all know at least a couple people. We all know a couple hundred people, right? I think at least mm-hmm. about 100, 200, you know, school, church, work, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> people you see at the store, your neighbors. Um, so these are all people you know. And here's some other fucking numbers for you. Four out of five Americans with diabetes went into debt to pay for insulin. Uh, one in four patients say they skimped on insulin because of high cost. That's that rationing that Journey Ernst was just talking about. Uh, diabetes uh, accounts for about 100,000 deaths per year. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of misery being caused by diabetes and not being able to afford insulin. And they yeah. don't give a fuck. Well, dude, no, everybody, everybody in this country, especially if you're from the South or one of the, you know, larger peopled regions, uh, you know somebody that's you know got the sugar, Mark, or mm-hmm. or forbid somebody that the sugar took them already. I've known mm-hmm. plenty of people got took by the sugar. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's again, it's one of those things that I just can't imagine any regular day to day American who doesn't have some kind of vested interest, like working in pharma, having any kind of opposition to this whatsoever. I would think um, just just money for big pharma, buddy. That's just money for big pharma. And because because insulin is a essentially cost free revenue stream uh, for three the three companies that make it, which we're going to talk about in a second. But their money, the, but it's just money in politics. So the above what we just talked about for the last few minutes is how insulin explains our broken sclerotic fucking politics. Now let's talk about how insulin explains big pharma, because insulin's pricing is a huge goddamn scam. One thing to know is insulin costs about $10 a vial to make, but it sells for about $100 to $300 per vial. Uh, it's even more expensive on resale groups and Facebook and shit, because what people will do is they'll ration their own insulin, sell some of it on Facebook at a Dude. huge markup to be able to afford more of their own insulin so they don't have to ration. It's so dystopian, man. Yeah. <laughs> it is wild. Yeah. The cost of insulin for patients, this is this one study I found, ranges from 350 bucks to about $1,000 a month, $1,000, $12,000 a fucking year to stay alive. And that, that's for patients with insurance. It says the cost of insulin for patients with insurance is up to $1,000 yeah. a month. It's insane. Yeah, I forgot that part. And by the way, like I, I saw a bunch of numbers different places, and I'm assuming that's because our, our broken healthcare system, things get charged differently in different regions, different healthcare plans cover different stuff. And so if my numbers sound off, less for your insulin or more i don't know because i saw those are just the numbers i got top line numbers i got from various sources so um with so this insulin was invented i say i'm gonna put invented in air quotes because insulin's a naturally occurring bodily hormone we're talking about as uh you know a fake insulin um that, that you inject um it's invented by a guy a canadian guy named frederick banting uh, he made it in tw- 1923 so it's basically the same insulin we use now was made made by a guy in 1923 he probably rode a big wheel bicycle to work <laughs> um, he, this guy was a cool dude. He refused to put his name on the patent. He thought it was unethical for a doctor to profit from a discovery that would save lives. That's hilarious in today's context. I know, I did imagine uh, that now. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, that's truly something. I just yeah. imagine the uh, effusive guffawing and laughter from a pharmaceutical boardroom <laughs> at the very yeah. notion that mm-hmm. something that saves lives should be uh, not profiting so, from. Banting and his two co-inventors sold the insulin patent to the University of Toronto for $1. That's the R&D that went into insulin. These guys did it on their own. 
sold the patent to the University of Toronto for $1. They wanted everyone who needed their medication to be able to afford it. Um, anyway, being on a patent a naturally occurring hormone is a crazy fucking thing to me. It'd be like if you could patent kittens or something. Like, what are, you, mm-hmm. what are we doing here? Um, so taking something that you acquired for free and selling it at an absurd markup is a straightforward ripoff. Did, yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's no, there's no, there's no bigger scale. Uh, and again, there's no R and D here. This was invented in 1923. They do update their patents, but that's only because patents expire. Right. If you don't tweak the formula every few years. Yeah. Yeah. They like barely alter the formula for their insulin so they can get a new patent so that it doesn't expire and people can sell generics of it or whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a quote from an expert in this article in the Insulin Racket. We're not even talking about rising prices for better products here, she said. I want to make it clear they're talking about rising prices for the same product. There's nothing that's changed about Humalog. It's the same insulin that's just gone up in price and now costs 10 times more. It's gone up 10 times more since like 2005. Yeah. What these guys basically did was saw what Martin Shkreli did with that children cancer drug mm-hmm. and be like, we can definitely do that just slightly slower so people don't riot. <laughs> and and uh, you've seen the fucking dark Biden memes all over the internet with the laser yeah. eyes. They stole, people stole from the art alt right. Yeah. I think it's cool now because Biden's doing base shit. Yeah. Uh, Biden, if you want to be truly based, <laughs> break the patent. Let's have generic insulin because they don't need R and D money to make new stuff. They're just taking something they make for they, they bought for free. They make for ten dollars and they sell it for a hundred. If they if you want to make the argument that they wouldn't make insulin if they could only sell it for thirty five. Someone will get in that business to make a 350% profit. That is plenty of profit. <laughs> no one's leaving that market because they can only sell for 35 would cost 10 to make. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've always said we are the, the true arbiters of what is and is not based uh, on this show. You and I were experts in based them. And I agree that that would be based, yeah. Mark. And I we like based, based stuff. Yeah. No, this is why you fucking need regulations. You know what I mean? Because I don't know how many more times these like – Corporations and in- industries and stuff need to explicitly prove that they do not give a fuck about anything other than the bottom line and will run you smooth over in the process mm-hmm. of, of reaching it. There's no one they won't fuck over unless you keep them from being able to do so legally with regulations and shit, uh, you know. If that's big government, then give me some big government. If that's what we're talking about, I don't give a fuck. It's not big government. Like, people, capitalism is a government system. It Mm -hmm. needs regulation to function. Right. (laughs) Like, society sets the rules for how things should run. That's not, like, it's not big government to be like, yeah, this is absurd. We should fucking stop this. Like, murder for hire, laws outlawing that, or government regulation. Right. in a purely free market, I will be able to pay someone to kill you, Trey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, is, that is, it's not big government stopping me. I mean, I don't want to. It's not just the big government stopping me, but yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Matt, you can go ahead and find some comments and stuff, yeah. questions and comments, throw them up there, but go ahead, Mark. As we turn to the comments, it, it, you, so Alex Jones' bankruptcy trust started. Yeah. And he had some obviously chicanery shit. Like he said, oh, we need to free up more money. Yeah, it costs $10 a month in Australia. It doesn't cost more to make in Australia. It's Pay also, that. well, I, I don't think this came up, but I saw in one of those articles, America, I don't have these numbers right, but it's something to the effect of America accounts for like 10% of the world's insulin users and like over 
50% of the world's insulin revenues. So, like, we're the only mm-hmm. place that's price gouging fucking insulin uh, in the first world, at least. So, not that any yeah. of that is surprising. <laughs> Lena Marie says, in Norway, insulin is free. All medications that are necessary to uphold life are free. Any chronic condition requiring medication, that medicine is free. Other medications we might pay a tiny portion of. Yeah, well, yeah, not be us. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the the skews international correspondents dunking all over. We 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 know we we know we fucking yeah. suck about healthcare guys. <laughs> Very, I read the stories. I, I, we might have talked about this before, but like just because the Better Call Saul finale was last night, I remember reading these explainers from foreign people about stuff they don't understand about American culture, and like neither Breaking Bad nor Better Call Saul makes any sense to them because they don't understand why a guy would have to sell right pay for his cancer treatments. They or yeah. understand why there's a personal injury attorney. What the they fuck reject. The premise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. If you slip it if you slip and fall on a store, you don't sue the store, you just go to the doctor and he fixes yeah. your leg. There's no fucking cost to say why are you why are you suing a guy for a, with a fake neck brace? Um, that's funny. I never thought about that or seen that pointed out, but yeah, that's funny. Yeah, we we something else. Anyway, yeah. Alex Jones. Yeah. His so, whole thing he, has been wild and comical, uh, as is, you know, yeah. customary for him. So he went and said they needed to free up more money because they had InfoWars had a, a surge in orders for people trying to financially support them after the verdict last week, and I'm sure that's true. But he was saying they needed to free up money to pay out the outside vendors to ship this product. So money's not for them. It's to be these other outside vendors. One of the outside vendors is a brand new LLC. I don't know who owns it, but it's operating in Alex Jones's warehouse with Alex Jones' former employees running it. <laughs> so Alex Jones is trying to trick the bankruptcy court into letting him pay himself the money that's owed to the, the, the plaintiffs in his lawsuit by starting a new business in the yeah. same... He didn't even fucking rent a new building <laughs> or hire and new people. It's the same It's for his, like, supplement, his brain pills and stuff. That's a wild yeah. dude to hawk brain pills. Although, I guess if you're the type of person who's inclined to believe that he is truly on another wavelength, then that's exactly who you want your brain pills from. Mm-hmm. But uh, it has the opposite effect on me. Um yeah, I don't know. I look forward to seeing how the whole Alex Jones thing uh, plays out. Um, you know, I hope he ends up destitute. It's yeah. wild. There wouldn't be that much difference between him and a lot of other dudes, you know, just screaming a bunch of wild shit out there except for the millions of dollars that he has. So if you take that away from him, then, you know, makes a little more sense. Who dat? What's it? I like that name. Says grifter's going to grift. Yeah, that's all they know how to do, baby. You know, somebody, I, this isn't my point. I was going to make it, but like one of the re, like like those supplement industries are unregulated. Like the FBI mm-hmm. doesn't uh, evaluate them at all, and like so much of the right wing infrastructure is funded things that don't do anything or are harmful. Like, you know, like buying ivermectin on the internet. Like the, if the if the federal government cracked down on that stuff, not only would it improve people's lives and save them from being ripped off, but it would cut off a lot of funding to stuff like Alex Jones and you know and, and like even if you. If you pick up like a local party, like political pamphlet, there'll be ads in the back for, you know, buy this to cure this disease or whatever. It's right. a, it's, they're shot through with it. Uh, well, I mean, especially that, now that they've decided, you know, that uh, doctors are liars and medicine's a hoax mm-hmm. and all that shit in the wake of COVID. They'll be all over that shit. Say what yeah. on YouTube says California will be manufacturing insulin soon. How, uh, yeah. Isn't that part of the whole like problem is that places are not able to do so under the current laws or that's not true? Like California can just start doing that. I thought these fucking companies had like a stranglehold on that yeah. whole thing through their bullshit with the patent laws and all that stuff. But Thank I don't you, know. Anita. 
Yeah, yeah Anita should. Schmidt says, love your show, fellas. We love you, too. Thank you. Oh, like and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe, rate and review, share, smash that like button. In fact, don't just push it. Smash it, guys. We appreciate it very much. Um, yeah. Yeah, Twitter yeah, California does, like, you know, good stuff, uh, you know, every now and then. Well, uh, Cal- Gavin Newsom wants to run for president if Joe if Biden mm-hmm. uh, dies or doesn't run. So that's part of it. But yeah, we're weird. Am I wrong? I, I, I don't. I've lived here for, you know, years now, but I don't consider myself a Californian, but a displaced Tennessean. But I feel like a lot of Californians aren't crazy about Gavin Newsom. You know what I mean? Like he's, uh, he's yeah, had a lot of his own called. bullshit. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's not like. It's not like he's beloved in the state that he's the governor of. So, but I guess that makes him, makes him qualified. Chuck Atkins says, "Hey, Trey, I saw you in Albany a few weeks ago. Hit and set. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're, yeah. Uh, we're California. I'm not. I'm not read up on the details, but they're also trying to do a version of Medicaid for all, starting with the lowest lowest tax brackets. And like, California is an obscenely rich state. I mean, we like. I think. I think on our own, we have the eighth largest economy in the world. So, like." The, California can probably to afford to do that while other states can't, but like the federal government's rich as fuck too. <laughs> so like, so, I don't know. Have you ever seen those like billboards for like Palm Springs or some, or a beachy type place that the whole billboard's done this like big, bright, vibrant beach style. It's like the, the letters all have like, like pictures of people on a beach or palm trees or stuff inside of them. And it's just really mm-hmm. like, it's like a tourism type uh approach i saw one of those the other day that uh just said abortion on it and then smaller than that it was like abortion free and legal here or whatever is still legal here but the way the like the stylistic approach to it was funny to me because it looked like a you know a tourism billboard but for abortion which hits for me just to be clear when abortion is going to be legal in 26 states if people can travel to get them they're going to be vacation shopping where should I go to get my abortion and they're going to be like it'll be like you know Virginia's for lovers that's an option Mm -hmm. Uh, you know uh, California though they got that uh, they got Rob Lowe doing those beach commercials yeah we can also go to Disneyland you know yeah Um, get abortion go to Disneyland yeah and enemy anemone, who's a frequent watcher, we appreciate them being here. Says it's nice. It's nice to watch the like number jump whenever you remind people. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, doing my best. Jesse Perez has come to Chicago. Uh, well, I, we've done plenty of shows in Chicago, but it's been a minute. It'll be time to come back for two. I think we're actually right now looking at a new Chicago date in like early 2023, but it isn't finalized yet. But I love Chicago. I don't know about early part of the year but you know what are you gonna do i'll come there whenever it's one of my favorite yeah. cities last time i was there was february and that did not hit chicago's a very very and i mean this with all the love in my heart a very very like fat and drunk place which hits for me you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they're just real good their food and but like the food and booze culture there is just top notch they just they know how to I fat down stand. <laughs> I will not stand for your anti-Italian racism. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I'm a huge fan. Uh, but uh, uh, one thing I will say about their boozing in Chicago is: Have you ever had Malort, Mark? Malort? No, but I've heard about it. Yeah, I think I it's. I I'm convinced it's an elaborate prank they're playing on everybody else by pretending that it hits for them and then making you drink it when you go there. It's uh, it's like motor oil. That's not actually. I can't even remember what it tastes like because I I've repressed that memory from my brain because the shit is wild. Anyway, yes, love Chicago, love you guys out there all across the universe. 
Remember, go to TreyCrowder.com, get some tickets to come see me, updating those uh, dates very soon. And also, sign up on Patreon, WeeklySkews.com slash more, or search for me on Patreon. Support the show, get some bonus content for your trouble. Either way, we hope you keep coming back next week, which we will do seven days from now. Appreciate you. See you. Love you. Bye. Excuse me.